0: Hello and welcome to We Don't Talk About The Weather. Political discussion from the outside may look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam and this is you. Hello. And we're here to talk news and politics. Yeah. Yeah, man. I feel really bad because like a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, during our Adam Curtis episode, mm-hmm. I kind of like pissed just a little bit mm. over the like whole Mark Fisher end of history, no yeah. future, there is no future stuff. It felt... Kind of like actually there were a lot of futures, all mostly bad, but there are a lot of futures all kicking off everywhere. Yeah. Um and man have I f- felt really bad about saying that this week. It's <laughs> been hoisted. It has it's been a hell of a week for dystopia.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really has. Um I did see someone I'm sure I saw it on Twitter somewhere. Um, that in in dystopian sci-fi, the um the government has to invent some natural disaster or terror attack to give the police more powers. In this country, a policeman has to be accused of something for them to get more powers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit grim. It's a bit. So, I mean, yeah, that's <sighs> the. I mean, I've been walking around. I've been. It's it's very strange. I've been. I've been angry most of the week up until today. Yeah, you've yeah, been I've just been really really short and really like angry with, with things mm-hmm. um, in a way that I haven't felt probably weirdly enough since well before Corbynism. Yeah. I think Corbynism kind of acted as like, even psychologically, even if you weren't a member of the the Labour Party and you know, obviously you had problems with it. It was this kind of focus, mm. Pressure, you know, really. it was like it, it, you, you thought that even if Corbyn, like the Corbyn Labour Party was bad on something, yeah, that you felt there was an outlet to address that, like. Yeah. You know, even if they were gonna hire five hundred more coppers, you know, <laughs> there was a way of talking to them about that. Yeah. And that they would receive it, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, even if it wasn't completely true. The idea was the the idea was there. And it's it is that it's like the point of social democracy is to be that pressure relief valve. And they got rid of their pressure relief valve.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know I'm a massive Rube. <laughs> I know this is exactly what they told me about. Milliband told you, man. Ralph Miliband told you. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it it's, was it's, you know, sure. It's been I fully admit to that.
1: <clears> seeing um people like Eddie Marzen starting to move on to people like David Lammy now. And saying like, "Oh, look at him! This is an amazing speech." I can't. Um, if he'd been leader in twenty fifteen, we would have no Brexit, and um, we wouldn't have an eighty seat Tory majority. And
0: ridiculous. Oh, That's it is ridiculous. Wrong. David
1: Lammy. You know, you said it. You said it before or earlier um, about how he just goes with he just blows with the wind. Um, you it, know, it, during it, the London really... riots, he was like, "Oh, this is because black parents don't beat their kids enough." Um, yeah, then. I remember what it, it was. Um, yeah, it was um, that anti-EDL march we were at, where he was like cloaking himself in a dashiki, talking about fighting fascism, and then he's back to normal. He just like he he just goes does whatever he thinks is most necessary to get him the most attention.
0: I mean, the most the most terrible thing about the, that whole thing is that yeah, before 2015, we were in exactly the same position, but we didn't have a load of people. Telling us how great they were, there was like a Good. general malaise that you felt you could share in, even with people that like that you wouldn't eventually wouldn't agree with, like yeah. I don't know, an, an Ianucci, uh, that, yeah. that, that, that type of person, that mm. type of lib. You could at least they were like, oh, everything's terrible, and you could share with you, could share in that, yeah. Uh, at the same time, now. You've got exactly the same political situation with no outlet, but also you're now expected to stand for all of these people who are supposed to be the good ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's more than I can bear.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, that the photos from the vigil in Walthamstow. And Stella having an interaction with a labor a labor member.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's what we wanted to talk about first. Actually, like okay. so. Obviously, there were um, protests around. Uh, there were vigils and, and and kind of outdoor outdoor political actions. Let's say, let's not call them protests.
1: No, they were just um, vigils. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I I just think like the the distinction is. The distinction yeah, is not not that meaningful unless you were trying to kind of, after the fact, legal your way out of a particular thing with the police. But yeah. anyway, there was a, a lot of outdoor political activity connected with the um, the murder of of Sarah Everard and, and the kind of uh, arrest of a of a culprit in that, and the kind of resulting. Um, Crackdown by police, which was very visible. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people kind of on Clap and Common, especially um, getting arrested. Um, images coming out that, you know, you see every time, but you wouldn't necessarily expect from what you actually think is a, a kind of act of remembrance and mourning, yeah. as opposed to, you know, whatever. Again, I think the distinction between an act of mourning and then calling for the, you know, uh, action on... The police is not necessarily a thing, and of course the police come out and then prove exactly why there needs to be action against yeah. that institution. You know, yeah, um, and it's
1: quite funny watching a lot of people who, for years, have been like, "Well, yeah, the poli- police should go in hard on every single
0: protest." Go, but not <laughs> this one. Yeah. Oh my god. Seeing s- seeing people do the kind of mental gymnastics, and again, that's that's something else that's kind of um, a very typical, a very typical thing that it seems more and more prominent people are engaging in, which mm. is the, oh, it was all good until there was this hardcore group of radicals from out of town, <laughs>
1: radical out of towners,
0: on their jet skis, yeah, itinerant protesters, <laughs> hard left group, far left groupuscules. If you're quoting uh, Helen Lewis, they, really, they hi- they hijacked the attention. Oh, it should have been. It should have been about this. I've decided it should have been about this, how and did, the multiple other people who decided it was not about this—they're wrong.
1: How did she, how how did she explain them hijacking the attention? Because uh, to be honest, I saw one group of people wearing high visibility jackets wailing on people, which seemed way more <laughs> attention grabbing because they were literally wearing attention grabbing colours. They were peacocking. To, to, the to be fair, they quote, were peacocking.
0: The actual quote was: um, "Far left groupuscules were leafleting there, along with anti-lockdown protesters." So you see what she's yeah. done there. Yeah. You see equating the two because they're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Because Piers Corbyn, something, something, something.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and she continued: "It felt like multiple attempts to hijack the attention of the media, which should, in my opinion, stay on this specific case and what it reveals." And it's like, Helen, what does it reveal? It reveals that a Allegedly, a, excuse me, a serving police uh, had, there were various circumstances around which the issue of him being a police was very, very relevant. Yeah. Okay. Without, you know, like going too much into the case, like it, it, it appears from media reports that the uh, alleged culprit being a, a, a police was... Directly involved with various aspects of what happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you how you make that reach. Yeah. Also, like, who the fuck are you to tell people what they can and can't protest about?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry, no, you don't get to. Like, you do, You like, it's that important that the media attention stay on this. Well, someone's been arrested, so yeah. And what action do you expect to be taken? The action is about violence against women. It's. Yeah. I, I just uh, I I
1: just don't. Yeah, there's um. I've noticed that like you dancing around, making sure we don't say anything that we're not allowed to say. Um, I well, have it's never, more like the, the case is I've, ongoing. Yeah, exactly. But smooth, I've never you know. I have never listened to Nick Ferrari be more careful about prejudicing a case in my in my life. And okay, like for my sins, I do listen to it in the morning because there is nothing that gets my blood boiling quicker than. The only literary. way to
0: get you, get you going,
1: exactly, and I've heard him talk about numerous cases. I haven't heard him use the mute button quite as regularly. I haven't heard him do like cutting off callers anywhere near as much as when it's when a suspect is a serving member of the Metropolitan Police Force. That's I will say that that's which is. Uh, interesting. I think it
0: wasn't. The reports aren't that it was um, Met Police Force. Just that oh, uh, was a different. The, For, like, correction, it was, like, diplomatic uh, police, like, guarding embassies. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got which of the the
1: Chaos Terminator legions he was in. (laughs) To be fair, those are all different.
0: (laughs) Those are very different. And, I mean, like, uh, obviously the the questions were asked about why the police needed to go hard in on this um, static protest that wasn't moving anywhere, that wasn't... Wasn't even particularly asking, no. asking for anything like immediate. They weren't outside no. the, the like police stations. They no. weren't near anywhere. They were in the middle of Clapham Common, a huge fucking open area. So, yeah. so you know, there was a lot of back and forth about well, it's, it's not legal, and you know, spiked even even in going well, you didn't protest against Lockdown. You you were all anti these lockdown protests. But now, when it's public you get it's like, yeah, it's because it's something I care because it's something I care about. Yeah. Like again, well, yeah, like it's, even, some, it's yeah. something I fucking care about, you fucking moron. Why do we all have to adhere to this one particular public discourse line that we can only care about the things that are in the media right now? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and we can only care about the particular aspects of it that you've decided. Yeah, these people didn't come out for lockdown because they didn't care about fucking lockdown. They did mm-hmm. come out for violence against women because they care about the violence against women. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the. Yeah. But you know what they are like? But in response, I've never seen as many um, cops out this past week. Um, I haven't seen. I've seen more cops this past week than I have in all of lockdown. No, I haven't. I, well, I haven't. I've. I don't
1: see like. I've been in the woods, so I don't see. Them I mean, woods. I don't yeah. see like forestry
0: police. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't see them because they're wearing camo. <laughs> the forest. <laughs> they're, the forest- in the, they're in the trees. The Forest Police have arranged with the Druids <laughs> to gain access to their cloaking, cloaked drones. There is no drones. way,
1: no way that Druids would work with the police. <laughs> no, actually. actually um, know someone.
0: Yeah, but I, I was thinking about why that is. And, you know, like, they were they were promising afterwards, everyone from Cressida Dick to Sadiq Khan, mm-hmm. promising, don't worry, there'll be more police out. Yeah, that was, like, <laughs> like instantly. That was part of the problem, and also... How many times are we going to go through the whole thing that more police don't necessarily catch more crimes? Mm. Like, even if you were approaching it on that level, like, yeah. police come across... A, a walking policeman, police person, will come across a crime roughly once every 70 years. That's an, av- like, that's an average. Like, I've seen the they, bill. It's way more than that. You don't catch things like that.
1: No, the bill um, has
0: it all the time. But also, you know, like, they're really trying to get into it because don't worry... They're going to put plainclothes police in nightclubs as well to protect uh, against sexual assault.
1: You mean a secret police force? <laughs> a secret police force that they already, they, you know, the the spy cops thing. They didn't. It's not called the spy cops bill, is it?
0: Or is it called the spy cops bill? The it's one where the they're Chis, left... It's the Chiss bill, which is covert human intelligence sources, I believe. The one where undercover don't police, think police think it's can't be done current... for
1: rape and murder.
0: Uh, yeah, it but would yeah, be just put, insert, them,
1: in, put yeah. them in pubs, put them in clubs. All, yeah. that, all that, all those stuff is like I've said said to you straight away, It's like, well, it's, at first I was like, well, that's going to be like affect which pubs I drink in now because I don't want the notion of a fucking cop just sitting there. But also, I think we tend to drink in like shitty pubs that I don't like. Most of the pub, like when we go drinking in the middle of the day, we tend to drink in places with no other person, and if there is another person in there, we politely walk outside. We automatically assume they're a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So, so to be on paranoid
0: burnouts for so to long. Be honest, <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, mi five. If you're listening, just like make them a bar person, and then you're safe. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like oh look this new
1: this new cash this new uh, micro pub opened up. It's called the Trunch and a Whistle.
0: <laughs> Let's all go there. Um, I mean, on the actual, I was actually made aware of um, uh, something on the uh, the actual Clapham Common process itself. Hmm. Right, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the right person... Here's what I'm going to shock you. I'm not the right person mm. to start really judging what good and bad feminism is. Mm. Strange. <laughs> um, you know. Um, but I did become aware of this um, thanks to uh, Sisters Uncut on Twitter, who were the main group organising the uh, protest on, on Clapham Common mm. uh, after it had been cancelled by an organisation called uh, Reclaim These Streets. Yep. Um which had set up... So they set up the original protest, talked, were in conference, quote, with the police and Cressida the Dick yeah. about whether they would be allowed to protest, then decided to cancel it based on that advice. Um, there was also an article by um, Diora Shadi Genova mm-hmm. on galdem.com. Um, seems like Reclaim These Streets were only set up actually quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the founders um, was on uh, Good Morning Britain, Anna Burley, who is a Labour councillor, because mm-hmm. hmm. they, because
1: uh, um, they, because when I saw it on the news, they were really drawing a connection between it and the "Reclaim the Night" stuff from the nineteen sixties, seventies.
0: It may, sh- it, yeah, it may share the same name, but apparently, it is, it is a reasonably recent group. Um, okay. Anna Burley on a Good Morning Britain suggested that. Um, the reason Clapham Common hadn't been wasn't safe, and why it was cracked down upon was because her organisation weren't there to enforce social distancing. Ooh, um, they, they were also keen to. Uh, are they? It's at
1: their. Are they professional social distancing observers? So is that what they well, are?
0: Well, they. Um, they also said that Cressida Dick shouldn't have to resign. Um, they said, to quote Anna Burley. No, we've not called on Commissioner Dick to resign. Uh, we are a movement of wing- women seeking to support and empower other women, and as one of the most senior women in British Aww. policing history, we don't want to sort of add to the, um, the for pile on. Thanks to this, pylon Yeah. That, oh. Yes.
1: The continued existence just... of her, is, like in the position she's in, is f- fully proof that the Met are just the most disgusting organisation and can never. ...be fixed, so they just all need to be torn down. Because, like... Charles de Menezes was literally shot for running to the tube. <laughs> and they worked hand-in-hand hand to smear that man... ...that they murdered, that she was in charge of that, that operation. And I kissed Tom, I didn't fucking charge him. Fuck,
0: ah! <laughs> Um. So this uh, Reclaim the Streets um, apparently have also failed to respond to multiple requests as to whether the half a million pounds they've been raising uh, mm-hmm. since the this became public um, would be going towards people who had been arrested.
1: Well, they've got to spend that money on Cressida Dick Funko Pops.
0: <laughs> They're very expensive. I just think it's funny how every time there's a protest, there's some group that pops up claiming to be in charge yep. um, and cancelling or trying to marshal resistance in a particular direction away from power. Yep. It's funny, it's just, I just find it so weird and funny and just uh, co- completely coincidental every single time ever. <laughs> I just think that every time that there's a group who says, actually, we need to be united and not divided. <laughs> um, it just makes me feel really good about how, how these things all are.
1: <laughs> when they say things like, those coppers in the blue vest are actually our friends and you should talk to them. <laughs> yeah, they're always trustworthy people at a protest.
0: So, rather weirdly timed up uh, with the Sarah Everard protests, Um, yesterday the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill um, passed to its second reading. Um, This was a really weird one because obviously they've been talking about uh, a a new criminal justice bill for a while, um, but it was really quickly done. As far as I can tell, I, I think it was only announced on March 9th. Which is fuck eight days from when we were recording, and it's just passed its second reading. So it has to go to the Lords and then come back for its third reading and then yeah. assent and all that kind of thing. Um, the main kind of headlines from this, this bill are um, on statues, protests, and anti traveller legislation. It has been quite the contributing factor to my anger <laughs> um, because it feels like we kind of slept, sleepwalked. Into the last week or so, and suddenly, a bill that I think is feels to me like the equivalent of what the 2012 healthcare bill felt like to the NHS. Hmm. You know, one of those one of those landmark bills that you yeah. know Tories are desperate to do. And actually, I don't really know enough about parliamentary procedure or how governments do their business to understand why they why a government of that kind of majority. Yeah wouldn't just do all of it at the same time, like yeah. especially when they've been so blase about literally any kind of opposition. I mean they have everybody, yeah, there is nothing that anyone can do to stop the elected dictatorship right now, yeah They're, like nothing nothing legal like it it just not it's not going to happen,
2: yeah,
0: and so I always wonder why they don't pass this anyway, but this definitely feels like um, that level of of
2: bill yeah
0: um there's there's basically uh three sections that uh, we're that we're actually kind of leapt out um so the first is for um statues so following on from the dumping of the Edward colson statue into a river in Bristol um they've been promising to increase the sentence for defacing memorial um, they will now do that uh it's now I believe up to uh ten years um Various Tory ministers have come out and defending um, the the kind of what seems like a massive, massive overreach of like why the hell you should get ten years, saying that um, this would be this would be to reflect like the emotional damage caused by doing something to a fucking statue. (laughs) Could Um, could I?
1: Would this also affect say they nerf a character that I really like and it causes me emotional damage?
0: Ah, so, I may have read through more parliamentary legislation uh, than anyone would ever want to in order to actually get this right. So, according to their definition, a memorial is a building or other structure or any other thing erected or installed on land. Thing. Yep, any other thing. This is going to be a theme of quite a lot of these things in the massive amount of leeway these definitions give to really take any action, really yep. regard anything. Um, a memorial also includes a garden or any other thing planted or grown on land, which has a commemorative purpose.
1: So if it's a memorial hydroponic thing grown in the air, then I could smash it up.
0: Well, it's still grown though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but gro- not grown in the land. Maybe I'm saying, uh, can I oh, smash oh, up? Can I uh, smash smash up the ah. World War One Memorial Sky
0: Farm? <laughs> the hover, the hover farm. Yeah, <laughs> I I really admire your commitment to finding legal loopholes. <laughs> <lurons. laughs> Unfortunately, you are bang out of luck because it also includes quote any movable thing such as a bunch <laughs> of flowers, which is left in, on, or at a memorial and can be reasonably assumed to have a commemorative purpose uh, that's also to be regarded as a as a memorial
1: so when the police stamp those flowers on um on at the vigil would that count? or are they no. or are they immune to prosecution for it
0: they are immune to prosecution because it's in the eye of a constable these are all um very like uh, qualitative judgments that you have to make on here and the judgments are to be made by the police. So it, it has to be
1: there. a statue. Does it? Ha- it has to be a statue to a, f- a person, or it has to be a thing to a s- to a person that actually existed, or it can an be an event to... that has emotional. So I couldn't smash up the Britannia statue because there's too many what, people who've got like. What's the Britannia statue? There's one down near. Um,
0: is it near Marble Arch? No.
1: Yes. What is it? It's um, like Britannia yeah, basically... on her
0: chariot. Anything that has a commemorative purpose. I didn't actually note it. I didn't actually note it, it, actually note it down. But they whatever. do cover. They do cover. Um, it can be of persons living or dead, or it can be like a series of years that mark an event. Okay. So like they've covered. I mean they have covered it.
1: Yeah. Um, but I can take out the Peter Pan statue. Yeah. Because as the person on the left, I need to smash a statue. That's all I have gotta do. I just want to smash statues.
0: All I care about. Yep. Um, yeah, the opposition to this seems to have taken the form of people going, "Well, you know, it's it's five years uh, for rape, and it's uh, a, a ten-year sentence for smashing a statue." Um, I, this absolutely fucking kills me. Like, I mean, aside from anything, mm-hmm. it's uh, the, the the punishment for rape is not five years; it can be up to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet again, those opposed to the bill, like the official people who've been who are opposed yeah. to the bill, have been completely wrong-footed. Yeah. But like, by, by comparing smashing an inanimate object and an inanimate mm-hmm. object that can be recreated at any time, any time. Yeah. By comparing that to actual violence against women, you are implicitly agreeing that defacing a memorial—that it should be ten years—but that rape should also be ten years.
2: Yeah. There's
0: yeah. never any. There's never any. There's never. There's only equivalence. There's never any actual like rollback. Yeah. There's never any like appropriate. Appropriateness about it, you know. Yeah. Labour have been like this all week. Yeah. So yeah, on protest um, or as the the bill puts it, intentionally or recklessly causing public nuisance. Um, they never actually addressed protest directly. Um, there is one section on single person protests. Okay. Um, and there are uh, expansions of the zone What's around a single the single person pal- protest. It's literally what it says. It's a one-person protest. Whether well, they're not allowed? Um, uh, it's basically talking about the noise generated by it and whether it results in the, uh, quote, intimidation or harassment of persons of reasonable firmness with the characteristics of persons likely to be in the vicinity. They've
1: legislated for that guy who screams all politicians are liars whenever they're on Parliament Green.
0: They legislated for the fella who stayed in the tent outside Parliament during the Iraq War.
1: Yeah, I know I mean, that. I know they did that. Yeah, but, um, that's but, it. But no, I, I mean, like,
0: this is what this is.
1: Yeah, no, but the one that's... He's not... The one. The reason they're doing it now is because he's the one... That one was the guy who was, like, really annoying them recently. In the same way that during the Iraq War, the, the Labour Party banned protests there because he was annoying them.
0: Oh, I mean, they've also... They they have extended the zones around Westminster where you can't protest. Okay, how far um, And they've also made it a specific offence to block... The entry or exit from the Houses of Parliament.
1: Okay, so how far? Is, how 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 big is the area not allowed to protest now?
0: So previously it was the areas around it. Now they've included, um, I think they've included Victoria Embankment.
2: Okay. Right. Um,
0: uh, basically, the road leading up to it. Okay. So, I believe where we marched seems like years ago. Where we marched up on that anti-EDL thing, um, that bridge. I don't think they'll be allowed to be protest there. I don't know whether it's static or moving, because there's a difference, but
1: it'd be weird if they spread it out to there, because that would mean that you wouldn't be able to have a picket at the hospital.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, I could see them doing that as well.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Do you think that at all that the uh use of these uh laws against static protests <laughs> might just include a picket line? <laughs> um Essentially, the wording of the law is that um, um, if the person doesn't act or omits to do an act that they are required to do, that causes serious harm to the public or section of the public. So, serious harm in this definition includes death, personal injury or disease, loss of or damage to property, serious distress, serious annoyance. Annoyance? Serious inconvenience or serious loss of amenity. So, um,
1: so extinction rebellion,
0: serious annoyance. So yeah, basically, yeah. This is specifically, uh, yeah, loss of amenity and serious inconveniences. Extinction rebellion shutting down bridges.
1: Yeah, Ugh, and just any sound noise machine, any like sound machines or anything really, anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the one-person protest. It does include um, serious unease, alarm, or distress. From the target of the protest. It's like, well, that's the idea of a protest. You're supposed to feel unease because you're doing something wrong. If there's anything
1: I wonder if they will. You know, like um oh, I've forgotten the name. Um but they there's an abortion clinic in town near Warren Street. Um that like whenever in the before time when I'd come to see you in town and I'd walk from Warren Street and I'd walk past it, and there was Quite a lot there are um, anti-abortion protesters in front of there I wonder if oh heck no, I've got a sneaking suspicion they won't care
0: again numerous other provisions in this um, regard <coughs> protests as like and th- so they're an official event obviously you still yeah. have to apply for permission to yeah. do it as you do now the main change seems to be that um, it is far more up to the police on the sites to decide when that we has happened. Yeah. You are giving you are giving the police the ability to choose. And obviously, in this is to cover after the protest happens, if anything goes wrong, to say, yeah. well, I felt there was serious unease. It's exactly the same excuse that police in America use when they shoot someone dead and they say, oh yeah, no, I felt I was at risk of my life.
1: Um, I've heard someone on, had a wallet in their hand. I've heard them on the radio, on the TV today. Um, they were explaining why they went in at the vigil, and it was because it was for public health they felt they needed to so it's it's just more of that, so you can guarantee that yeah they'll they'll use it to like go in hard on like an extinction rebellion thing shutting down a bridge but um if it's two people standing in front of a an abortion clinic holding up pictures and terrifying women, then that's
0: fine it's, in, I bet it's, it. It, it's entirely in the eye of the police and yeah. like there's this there's this weird kind of um like i don't know how to put it there's this weird kind of thinking that like the police are are reasonable about this stuff when there's yeah. absolutely no evidence that they have ever they, been
1: like yeah that. there never has been any evidence the, poli-
0: the police as like to break it down like the police as an institution do not believe protests should be a thing, yeah, they do not believe that people have the protest now in a liberal democracy there 's supposed to be a balance of tension it 's supposed to be tense mm-hmm. there 's never supposed to be a piece of legislation that completely um, like solves this problem forever mm-hmm. right protest is has been going on for for literally the the span of civilization mm-hmm. It is a natural thing to want to be political in public and to register at the very very least register your discontent with something that has happened there's no state there's no institution in the world there's no organization of people in the world that doesn't have someone who doesn't like the- what they're doing and wants them to stop yeah. some aspect of it right or wrong like yeah. completely subjectively right um this isn't a problem that's supposed to be like solved where everyone's happy it's supposed to be a constant tension that's how you're doing it, but like this is the Tories we're talking about now, and they are going for the whole game board.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, the 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 um uh the punishment for this yeah. um is uh, a term not exceeding ten years or a fine or both. So it's ten years. Hmm. If you seriously annoy someone while being political in public, you can be imprisoned for ten years. Or well, or
1: if we're making it easy with the fines, because it is, you know, like there isn't infinite space in it when all the prisons. It's throwing fines out until people are just hmm. too afraid to go protesting because they don't have the thousand pounds or whatever it will cost to be allowed to turn up and say I don't want this.
0: Yeah,
1: how are the fubby crowd taking it? I assume that seeing as they all got super into protesting recently, oh I'm sure they're all all up in arms at the very notion of this.
0: It's not, right, it's not worth my fucking life to examine Ian Dunn (laughs) any more closely than I already have. But watching this fucking cretin crawl slowly to the realisation that, oh my God, the Tories, they're not being very civil libertarian. Oh my God, (laughs) the Tories who, like the David Davis and the, what's his name, um, uh one of the other Tories who had a reputation for sticking up for civil liberties. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Oh my God. They don't seem to be even protesting the bill.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's like, can we just skip to the end where you realise that the Tories are exactly who (laughs) we've always been saying they are? Hmm. Come on. (laughs) I don't have all day for you to get there, Mr. Literally Paid to Know Things About Politics. (laughs) (laughs) The final section of this bill um, relates to uh, travel the traveling community mm-hmm. and uh, this um, this might be the most vile uh, bit of it I, I think personally um, so according to the changes in the law, um, a person um, committing an aff- will be committing an offense if they are residing or intending to intending to reside on. ...land without the consent of the occupier of the land. Um, In a case... Intending to is the big one there. Um, In a case where residing on the land... ...significant damage or significant disruption has been caused... ...or is likely to be caused... ...as a result of a person's residence. Also, in a case where the person is not yet residing on the land... And it is likely that significant damage or significant disruption would be caused as a result of that person's residence, if that person was to reside on the land. Fucking binary report. This is mad. Uh, uh. Um, it's terrible. Um,
2: yeah.
0: the, the the provisions, the punishment for this, um, I believe it's a three month uh, three month prison sentence. Um, police are also able to um, seize and remove um, any relevant property that appears to the constable. The law literally lists the things that a police are allowed to seize.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the first thing they mention is a vehicle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They say a a vehicle and b any other property. So you know exactly mm-hmm. who this is targeted at. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Labour GRT on Twitter have been very good um, breaking it down. Essentially, it's fines, prison sentences, and forfeiture based on a copper's reckon. Mm -hmm. Um, it means that if uh, a travelling family is pulled up on the side of the road um, a police without any due cause other than the fact that they reckon they're going to reside somewhere can immediately impound all of their property Um, and it even means that police can evict people from evict travellers from their own land if there isn't planning consent on the land they could also ban those families from areas for 12 months at a time from their own it's land as well. From their own land, yeah. You're not it, from just an area. You're yeah. not allowed to be around this area, like an, an asbo, that kind of thing. But without any actual antisocial behaviour, just the intention or suspicion that there might be antisocial behaviour. <sighs> it essentially seems to be um, outlawing travellers and Romany. Yeah, um... not not a thing. Not a thing, and it fucking kills me. Again, I don't want to keep harping on about like the anti-Semitism thing, but it fucking kills me that anti-Semitism was, as it should be, a moral issue, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is a legal issue. Mm-hmm. This is a technical issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't got enough rights. Yeah, and and nothing. Everyone was told that this is what would happen. Everyone was. Everyone was told that, they're, that they're, It was in their manifesto. It was in the, the Tories' twenty nineteen manifesto yeah. that they would put this in. The and still, as it well,
1: was So the Tories, yeah, the Tories had this in their manifesto. I remember us talking about it then, in the long, long ago. Um. um so while they had that in their manifesto, David Baddiel was writing his book, um, "Jews Don't Count," <laughs> about how you know any other.
0: Yeah, any other race? <sighs> it's like no, this race, this this ethnicity, this yeah. minority group. It is it is literally happening here, mm. and and now the worst thing is I can't even go. You couldn't even go to somebody who was like that at the time, yeah. anti labor at the time, and say, um, "Told you so," because there is absolutely no outlet now. Yeah, there is there is no. They couldn't reverse it even if they had a change of heart. Yeah, because it doesn't matter now. It's all done. Yeah.
2: You know?
0: I mean yeah you can you can see the kind of provisions in this bill and the timing of it the the fact that it's literally been a week, yeah, since they announced it as like, oh no, no, we're now getting the proper tories that we would have gotten if there hadn't been coronavirus yeah. like now now it's clear that they're gonna suffer absolutely no consequences for their handling of covid yeah um. There's been, like, a blitz of announcements. I mean, you couldn't even cover them all in one episode. Mm. Um, there was a defence review. There's that um, £2 million room. Yeah. That speakers' room that they got. Um, and it's exactly the kind of, like, impunity mm. that we were talking about before the election, you know? Mm. Um, and, like, there is, there really is no outlet for it. I mean, the Labour, Labour's response to this was mostly muddled. Like... Um, they were there were rumours and actual confirmed people who said they were going to abstain on it. Mm-hmm. Presumably to make themselves feel hard about police. Yeah. You know? Um, and the eventual amendment that they tabled uh, said, um, the bill rushes changes to protest law and fails to introduce a single new measure specifically designed to tackle the epidemic of violence against women and is therefore an abuser's charter. And because the bill fails to criminalise street harassment fails to make misogyny a hate crime, fails to raise minimum sentences for rape or stalking, and fails to give whole-life orders to those found guilty of abduction and sexual assault and murder of a stranger. So, yeah, they, they're still trying to make themselves hard enough. And the worst thing is, like, so no-one the, the defen- no cares.
1: Yeah, but the defence of it is, like, oh, this is a horrible bill, this is a horrible bill. But if you made misogyny a hate crime as well as doing all the other stuff, then we'll vote for it, like, wholeheartedly. <laughs> You can criminalise protest. You can make it illegal to be a traveller. But you know, as long as misogyny is a hate crime as well, then it's fine.
0: Like they remind me in this when when they're actually faced with something that they have to um, that they have to take a moral stance on. They remind mm. me of like you know the way private healthcare companies like take the easy operations off the NHS. Yeah. So that they can like run this operation with super low risks. Su- yeah. Super low overheads. While also being able to say they're taking the burden off the NHS. Yeah. Like, it's 100% that. It's like, oh no, yeah, we, uh, yeah, progressive causes, yeah, definitely, that's us. Um, But they're never going to actually engage with the difficult work of, say, not doing pogroms against (laughs) travellers. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would be. Jess Phillips, Jess Phillips fucking um, said the bill is full of divisive nonsense, like locking up those who damage statues for far longer than those who attack women. Which, you know, divisive. It's the worst thing you can possibly be called. Yeah. According to this new lexicon. Um, I don't even know why Labour were agonising over this. No one was paying any attention to their response. Other than, like... Like, newspapers were, but like nobody who actually like supported this bill is paying attention to Labour's response because it literally does not matter. Yeah. They do not matter. You know? Like, no yeah. one who's... No, like, town's voter is going to be... Like won over by saying, "Oh yeah, they didn't oppose the criminal justice bill. Oh yeah, that's really good." Yeah, like they'll still think they're trying to fill their towns with Muslim migrants to sway the vote.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just they didn't gain anything from from being whole. They didn't gain anything from not being wholeheartedly against it from the moment it was announced.
0: But they do sound shit when they waver around it. Yeah, because like, who are they for? Who are they? Who who are your guys? Who are your, who's going to vote for you mm. in the next election? Because at this rate, it's not going to be even the people who joined in the last five years. Mm-hmm. You're going to have scared them off. Mm-hmm. And this isn't these aren't there are no small niche niche issues if it affects you. But these broad these broad swathed laws and bills these do affect a shit ton of people, yeah. including your natural constituency. The Tories would never punish their natural constituency.
1: I don't know. Actually, uh, they you know they take they're na- they considering take money off their natural. Con- they don't take as much natural- money as they
0: should, but. Um, considering their natural constituency is a hundred about a hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, who? Like, I did want to kind of move the move the thing along to like who asked for this, who wanted this Please. <laughs> I mean. 10 years... For, if you went up to somebody who said, oh, yeah, no, I I think uh, defacing statues is wrong, yeah, they wouldn't have come up with 10 years. Do no, you know what I mean?
1: No, they wouldn't have come up with 10 years. Um Apart from maybe those loons who went down specifically on their own to defend statues. The far right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, there's this... There is this inexorable drift towards, like, more and more authoritarian laws, but, like, definitely even with, like, protest. There's this feeling that like people who are anti-protest is like just the same as like when they're anti-statues. They're like they couldn't they couldn't tell you what they want. They just want I mean some people would say life, but they wouldn't exactly say 10 years. Yeah. As a kind of like thing. And with protest, like most people who do- are like vaguely anti-a protest already think the police have powers to just like shut it down whenever they want anyway. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just occurs to me that, like, the usual kind of uh, justification for these laws is, like, the silent majority. Mm-hmm. Um, and it occurs to me that, like, yeah, the silent part is very important because as you're asking somebody who supports this bill why they support it and why they specifically support the provisions in it, you won't hear anything because they won't have any any suggestions mm-hmm. for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah and like if you, like you this is the kind of bill that you'll only meet somebody who supports it like a, a an ordinary person who supports it after it's been passed after yeah. they've been told what's in it and after they've been told what it addresses like yeah. what problem it is it's like you know using a nail to bash a hammer or something some other <laughs> appropriate idiom um and i think it it's very interesting that that kind of thing ties in because of course like it does, restricting the right of protest in this way, does formulate the way you can do politics in, in public. Hmm. The specific people who this doesn't affect is always going to be the silent majority, which is a made-up made, made up concept, of course, because, yeah. you know, if, they, if they're silent, how can you hear them? If they're a majority, how can you hear them? You know, yeah. how do they make their voices heard? It's whatever a particular politician wants at that time. Yes. You know? Um and like you can definitely see people who believe they are part of the silent majority but the only time you'll meet them is in like a local personal situation by definition mm-hmm. you can't meet a silent majority person in any other place or in in public because as soon as they lay that politics out in a public way they're not silent anymore and they're probably no longer in a majority mm. you know what i mean it's like um, the um, bbc
1: did it today with some guy complaining about you know the like you know you live in Walthamstow too the changes to roads in bits in like inner city bits of London to make it so traffic patterns move in a way that reduces pollution Mm. around like schools and parks and shit like that and there's a video that some guy posted of him ranting and raving about one of these in Islington and the BBC have gone full on with this of like oh look at this this is like this is what they all believe this is actually true this is a big this is a big issue that majority all, all agree with and it's like they really don't
0: yeah well they they always they always always come after yeah I mean actually weirdly enough the 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 concept of like the phone in or even mm. like um question like question time does it as well yeah um it's the perfect expression of that silent majority thing. I mean they even only first name them and tell you where they're from, yeah, so like if you first name them, they're not really a a public person putting their name to something, they're just a mouth,
2: mm-hmm. they
0: have no history, and because they're from a place especially with the dynamics of UK politics the way it is, you assume that they are part of a majority. That was what Red Wall stuff was all about. It was assuming that there was a silent majority who had never spoken, yeah. who are now going to speak collectively without ever actually saying anything. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact opposite of protest. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's only ever offering an opinion without any particular path for action. It's only reactive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is the only way to to really deal with this bill. So, like, yeah, it, it's. um I don't think you can you can't really find a justification in who wanted this, in finding out who wanted this because nobody really wanted it. They mm-hmm. wanted abstract ideas that were then coalesced into some kind of policy that was not particular. It's not particularly finesse. This isn't like focus group hours. Yeah. This is the focus group was the police mm-hmm. and what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, yeah, this is all coming from the top, and I think the Tories probably have a few things in the back of their mind with this bill, um, particularly the protest bit. I mean, the, the Traveller bit is more general bigotry. Spill yeah. um, actually very specifically targeted bigotry. Um, but the protest bit especially, I think it does, in the short term for the Tories, they've come with into this kind of big majority at a time when extra-parliamentary politics is kind of... On the rise. Yeah. You've got a lot of, we said before, there's like the breakup of kind of the Corbyn moment and Mm -hmm. the focus of a lot of different issues on the Labour Party as an electoral vehicle Mm -hmm. has fragmented everything. And there's going to be a lot more groups targeted around smaller issues growing up from those things. And they are going to want to protest. Yeah. Um, they've also come to power in a particular cultural moment when Black Lives Matter and Extinction Rebellion do have quite a large following and a a big cultural footprint. Yeah. You know? Um, And, I mean, yeah, you've already seen the kind of um, trying to break these protests down into the two groups. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the decent people and it's the radicals. Mm -hmm. It's the people who just want to uh, improve improve themselves and improve people like them. Yeah. And it's the people who actually want to change power which is the unacceptable bit. Yeah. There is actually uh there was a um a a report released uh recently called uh, by the uh, Inspectorate of Constabulary Fire and Rescue Services mm-hmm. called Getting the Balance Right an inspection of how to effectively of how effectively the police deal with protesters. Okay. Um, which is essentially an internal kind of report on the way that they view protesting and information gathering for the police going forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've started to sneak in this word, which this phrase, which is aggravated activism.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they define it in this as activity that seeks to bring about political or social change, but does so in a way that involves unlawful behaviour or criminality, comma... Has a negative impact upon community tensions comma or causes an adverse economic impact to business Oof. Um they do separate it into high level and low level okay. um, which um, is basically a, a distinction about like harm high level it's like just say Islamists yeah that's what you mean <laughs> that's that's you know that's what that's what you intend to do and and yeah they split it into low level. But it's very interesting because it's like, oh, no, uh, you want to bring about social or political change, but you don't really want to harm Cadbury's, you know, quarterly reports. You know? Yeah. I don't... How is that even a thing? Because, I mean, we know why, but... Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Um, The other thing the bill does is, I think... Um, the support that, especially that the, the kind of loud, full-throated support they've been giving to police federations yeah. um, in the wake of Black Lives Matter and in the wake of the um, Clapham Common protest, um, is this kind of attempt to reset the relationship between the Tories and the police. Yeah.
2: After, I don't think... After Tourism, May, May,
0: essentially, yeah. um, and after austerity and pay disputes, yeah, um, there was this kind of feeling that... Uh, the government were not supporting the police federate because they're pissy little bitches, police federations. Oh yeah, They're spoiled little brats who cry at literally everything and talk about how hard the job is and then immediately go crying when it gets too hard for them. And they're not allowed to do something. Mm-hmm. I have such low level of respect <laughs> for those organizations. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it can, it can solve those two, those two problems for the Tories. Um, but uh, yeah, as I was saying earlier, I think there is a problem with, and it's it, it's it's a problem with the, basically the breakdown of political discourse in this country. That um, whenever protest is discussed hmm. in the public discourse, the language around it is always conducted as if all the participants are supposed to share a basic and similar understanding of what public order looks like, what yeah. piece, like what protesting is acceptable, yeah. like things like oh, well, of course, you know, we don't want to see this kind of thing. And I say, like, actually, yeah, I do kind of want to see this out of a protest. I do actually want to see change. Mm-hmm. I do actually want to see change, and if that requires smashing from shop windows, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. Mm. Although, obviously, I would condemn all such actions, <laughs> and only, uh, I would only ever recommend peaceful protest. Um, I,
1: I, I recommend <laughs> only protesting at the ballot box. That is the only place to lodge my protest.
0: Like it's as if we're all supposed to share this view of oh there was a protest it's such a shame that it came to this hmm. what can we do to lessen it like liberals talk in terms of listening to yeah. avoid us it. oh you've got to listen to this protest to avoid it in the future a conservatives talk in terms of well we'll ban it we will <laughs> we will make we will crush them into the dust in order to avoid protest again without realizing that the rhythms like <laughs> like objectively the rhythms of protest are something that any society has to put up with yeah you just have to do the weird thing is that the only place that that the police seem to accept ex- that the state seems to accept that this is a kind of natural rhythm is like marching season in northern ireland hmm. where though this thing has to go on every single year it should not be uh restricted in any way and yeah that's that's what we should have to. That's what we should have to do. Mm. Nobody seems to accept, other than those, nobody seems to accept that in a liberal democracy, public political spectacle is a thing.
2: Mm. You know. Yeah.
0: Um. And this attitude kind of affects um, mainstream discourse on protest because it's this. It just ends up with you completely underestimating the ability of the police to believe that any protest. Is completely invalid. Like they do not respect any protest, yeah. and they especially don't respect the right to protest peacefully.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, yeah. they're an, they're an institution specifically created to like crush and repress public displays of politics. <laughs> like on a basic level, like at the, at the very least, they're a hassle to them. They'd rather hmm. be like I don't know, solving crimes or whatever than liberal kind of the of Police is. <laughs> But at most, they're a threat to the rule of the state and they are there to block that. So, whenever you give these protests and these kind of wide ranging powers that are kind of poorly defined to police, they will always use them. They will always go for yeah. as much as they can get. Because five they years do from now, they'll ask the more.
1: Yeah. They'll say that it's not enough. That um, there was a protest that we couldn't. There was a protest. Like, you know, when um, XR did the, like, brought the boat in? Hmm. There'll be. Because, like, this won't stop protest completely. It will get harsher. But, you know, you could imagine like a protest where they block a road with cars, say, and the police will say, well, obviously we need tanks. We need to be like the Americans with their, um, their personnel carriers.
0: I mean, you know, you can, you can see where um, the, the lines are drawn here and, like, the constant tension between liberalism and the left, however that simmers, like, you cannot you cannot ride the line between suggesting the police should have a free hand in everything and having the right to protest, yeah, you just can't. You can't. There is no line to ride where you can think both things and have them both be true and have be able to like act upon them. Yeah, you know th- these fucking idiots. Like this situ- Like I said, this situation isn't a thing where you can go, oh, both sides, and it's resolved. There will always be that tension, that yeah. push and pull. Yeah, there has to be. That absolutely has to be. I'd say that even if, like, there was like a, a some sort of utopian socialist or or, or communist society, like mm. it's that's what that is. That it will happen whether you think it's legit or not. Yeah. There's this thing where people think that just because something doesn't make sense, that therefore it doesn't belong in the public sphere. Yeah, that it's in, invalid. And you know, like sometimes it may not be entirely reasonable to protest, but it's going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no ability on behalf of the media or the discourse producing machines in this country to actually um affect that. So i mean that's that's like my liberal like that's the actual proper should be the actual proper liberal view. Mm. Of course the actual left wing view is that like you know with the ending of the labor party as a focus for what you could call kind of um counter hegemony mm. <laughs> for ending ending this, changing yeah. this, stopping it. Yeah. Um you know it's Kind of makes sense for the Tories to look at that and say, you know, hey, there could be a splintering effect from this. Maybe all of those people are going to go into I don't know, trade unions. Hmm. And as you said earlier, a standing picket—that's a protest. That's a public political action. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's at the very least standing af- and giving it's leaflets. Effect- it's
1: affecting how much money making the- noise. It's affecting um, it's a- affecting businesses making money. It'll be affecting... People will find it annoying. Like, literally any... Pro- that that annoying one is the one that's really, like... <laughs> covers literally everything. <laughs> everywhere. Forever. You know what I mean? Because like, there will be someone that finds something annoying all the time. Like you said. Yes. And so, it's... Yeah. Ah. And so they can lodge their complaint with the proper authorities in the way that you're supposed to protest. Because they'll be protesting, but in their... In, like, by form...
0: Um, and i mean like in the long term as well like this isn't this isn't obviously new um this (laughs) desire the desires reflected in this bill are not are not new like the trajectory of most of british society has been going this way for like 40 years maybe Mm. a century Mm. um you know that dual thing of that that right wingers are always keen to kind of insist upon, which is, oh yeah, the British people, proud and independent. They don't like they don't like too much police power and they don't like the the state interfering and restricting liberties. Um oh but it's okay because these particular people protesting, they're not really Britons. Or at least they're not your kind of Britain. Yeah. You know, they're not our side. They're, they're outsiders. They're weird. They haven't entered the system with the understanding that you or I have that you have to like, oh yeah, no, you have to show respect for the police while pretending you're this fierce, independent tribe of fucking Saxon warriors or some shit. Um, they're they're dangerous. You need to stop it. Mm. Um, it just feeds into that, like yeah, that weird British fetish that we've mentioned before for obeying the law above any kind of actual morality. It doesn't matter what's right or wrong. It matters what's legal.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: And for the and for the Tories, yeah, it, it does. Reinforce a basic electoral purpose as well. Um, Tories, when they are registering their discontent, do not generally register it with protests. No, they use money, they use connections, they set up radio stations and (laughs) think tanks and stuff like that. They do not get out on the street and protest. There's this isn't going to affect them, you know, even if it doesn't, even if they're not, even if they don't like the um. The anti-traveller provisions. Even if you're a Tory, you don't like the anti-traveller provisions, or you don't like the um, anti-protest laws. You're not going to do anything about it because it does not affect you. Yeah,
1: like traffic. You know? like,
0: like a Tory protest. The
1: only one I can think is Brexit. Well, there's Brexit, obviously, <laughs> but um, like actually marching on the streets is was the Countryside Alliance.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um but, but again not...
0: these these things these things would be allowed because it's now in the remit of the police to understand. I mean hmm. if you've ever been on a protest um it wouldn't exactly be a a a, a surprise to say that the police pick and choose who they are <laughs> going to protect and who they are going to kettle. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah.
1: Well it's like um, um how we got out of that um when they were starting a kettle when at uh, that anti edl one in Walthamstow and the way we got out of it was I just literally like held up my child was like, But look, we're nice parents.
0: <laughs> Let us fruit. And they just <laughs> opened a kettle for us. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to I'm I'm going to take a guess and say that most a, a lot a significant number of the protests of the future will not have nice white people like us who are able to do that. Who are able to wield that, you know? Mm. Yeah. I like, you know. Hands up, like that is the case. Yeah, I mean, look, while we're talking about Tory tactics, what their idea behind this thing is, right? Let's. I was thinking about another angle on this, Mm -hmm. in that look, I don't want to credit the Tories with more foresight and strategizing than than is absolutely necessary, because I don't think. I don't think there are, you know, a cabal of, you know, planners who can see far into the future and know exactly what's going to happen, and so we're preparing for that. But yeah. I do think it's interesting. Of like, what, what are the Tories seeing that they need this bill? What are the mm. Tories seeing that we are, like, we have been depressed mm-hmm. for like a year and a half now, mm-hmm. uh, a year and four months, year and three months, let's say, yeah. about the fact that you know the radicals suffered this famous historic defeat. The socialists did. The, I mean, the Scottish nationalists suffered a defeat. The alternative vote people suffered a defeat. Every kind of alternative to the way that this country runs mm. seems to have been defeated, and Corbynism was kind of the final massive mm. blow to that. You know? It was done. It was never coming back. All the alternatives were done. There was only this. Mm. And yet, the desire for this bill was so strong hmm. that it was brought out rushed out debated in a week just as the coronavirus lockdown is that you know it's going to end in you know a few weeks or it's going to be loosened in yeah. a few weeks what is it that they see that they need this for that we don't maybe what why are they more hopeful about the possibility of opposition than we are ourselves. Hmm. Like I say, I don't want to credit them with more foresight and strategizing than necessary, because obviously spite and short-termism and opportunism plays a big role in any government, but particularly this Tory government. The way it's the way also it's it could be government.
1: like it could be like um, how in Age of Empires, even though you don't need to, you always build too many walls.
0: Yeah, I mean, but th- even that—that is a—that is a fun—that is, fun- is a class function, even though they might not term it that way. Even decisions that like seem like they're based on opportunism yeah. actually stem from this longer immersion yeah. in like class politics. Yeah, because obviously class, their class priorities, as they are developed into ideologies, they become natural. Hmm. So if they're doing what seems natural to them, like, and if if what is natural to them is to like crack down on protests to try to do absolutely everything possible infiltrate them undermine them divide them um set up alternate routes that people can go down that are less challenging towards Mm. powerful people all of these things they're not abstract like attributes that are free of a discussion of the class system even Mm. though like i say tories might not term it as such um I just think it's interesting that it chimes in with the Sarah Everard protests because, I mean, those were not... The, the outrage from that, obviously, there is an element of, like, white privilege that comes from that because these were, like... I wouldn't even say necessarily, like, nice middle-class feminists. I, I wouldn't want to, like, term the, those protests as that. But the the reaction to the images was certainly received as if it was shocking that police would treat People like that in that way.
1: Well, I saw them. I saw people. You know I, mean? I saw people who were there, and other people who weren't there, but were obvious were obvious support liberal supporters of it, saying that the police didn't go this hard on the Black Lives Matter protest last summer.
0: They're it's hundred uh, like, they percent. Yeah. and in fact, the I believe the protests to the police bill. Um, the only person who was arrested was a young black kid who um, uh, police said was like masterminding the whole thing. I think that no was shit. today or yesterday. Yeah. Because, of course, like, yeah. But I just think yeah. that, like, that, that, that image mm-hmm. of seeing, oh, why are they cracking down so hard on this, the, the, that thing? Yeah. I think it's interesting to consider that, given what the Tories' natural instinct to do with class politics is, is that for probably 70 years, British and Western governments have been concerned with, like, expanding the middle class mm-hmm. to head off wider social change and revolution. They've, you know, they've racialized it. They've brought women into the workplace and kind of headed off kind of radical action on that end. They've cracked down on trade unions and working class self-organizing and organizations in order to bring people like material into the middle class and therefore align them closer to their their particular interests. Yeah. And, you know, from like the 80s onwards, it was a constant battle for Labour and Tories to make the middle class theirs. You know that that was the the swing vote, the Blair vote was. Oh, we want upwardly mobile, like ex-working class, now middle class people, mm-hmm. because they're the people who will who who make the difference between the traditional electoral blocks. Um, but I find it interesting that like if you think about since two thousand six, the state had to bail out the banks to make sure this this middle class, this homeowning middle class, yeah, didn't completely melt down, and that class is kind of under threat from economic factors right mm-hmm. so it's it's older it's more scared it's they're losing it they're losing their houses it's shrinking in size mm-hmm. um, and even those who still do own their own homes or perhaps more or want to own homes are subject to more complicated arrangements with finance mm-hmm. yeah that the thing that underlies their status is that they own their own homes And that relationship has become a lot more precarious since Mm. 2006. And I mean, you know, if you're talking about the Red Wall, which the Tories, you know, once swept to their election victory with a new type of person who was previously voted Labour, um, who owns their own home, is older, and who has been, you know, left behind in an ex-industrial town that doesn't have any kids in it anymore... They won the election with these kind of people on side. And the question is, with the COVID crisis, and we presume there's going to be a big economic crisis at mm. some point, mm. um, is the state really going to intervene to save them again? Mm. Um, especially if it conflicts with the rash of kind of super rich landlords and housing developers that underpin the actual ruling class. Yeah. And they know that, aside from the crop of, current crop of radical movements given the fallout from the, the year of COVID and, yeah, this looming economic crunch, there may very well be a crop of former, older, white homeowners who suddenly find themselves quite dissatisfied with the way mm. things are going. Um, making sure that, you know, these kind of groups with perhaps, on the surface, a bigger kind of cultural and ideological claim to being a major interest group, they're white, they own their own... <laughs> they own property mm. or they did own property um is the Tories are the Tories looking at this particular group of formerly middle class people and saying there's probably going to be a problem there at some point and mm. the possibility that a dispossessed and fearful middle class that doesn't turn to fascism <laughs> <laughs> that maybe unites with some of these um uh, minority groups yeah um is that perhaps a key reason to give the widest anti-protest remit possible mm. to kind of try and suppress that? Because you can weather opposition from minorities, maybe they think. Mm. They think they can, maybe they can engineer, manufacture enough consent to keep the the ex-silent majority silent. Yeah. But can you do both at the same time? Yeah. You know? So yeah. like maybe that's why the arrests at the Sarah Everard protest were so, like, weirdly timely and poignant because you got to see white people being arrested for the similar things that the Black Lives Matter people were being arrested for. You got yeah. to see them something as mainstream and as like well accepted as a basic level a basic stance against violence against women. Mm. And you got to see it treated against treated like that. Mm. You know? Remove all the excuses about like troublemakers and what constitutes legitimate process. The clear signal here was that protest, even if it's most liberal form, even for causes as mainstream and widely accepted as, as as feminism, it's not safe from this new kind of impunity that mm. they are willing to give the police. Yeah, you know. That's us for this week. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us at wdtatw underscore podcast. Follow me at BM Bergamo. Follow Hugh at Tanner Smashing, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.